we get the surprise that life is not exactly as planned. And we wonder why we are unhappy when we played by the rules and we did what we're supposed to. Hello and welcome to Self Talk. I'm Rachel Astarte. Today, my guest is Sonia Frontera. She is a divorce lawyer and a survivor of a toxic marriage who's been happily married now for 14 years. Sonia is a domestic violence advocate, empowerment trainer, and best selling author. Her new book is called Relationship Solutions Effective Strategies to Heal Your Heart and Create the Happiness You Deserve. Welcome, Sonia. Thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure. So there's a lot just in your bio. How do you go from a toxic marriage to being a divorce lawyer? Or were you a divorce lawyer before the toxic marriage? Well, actually, I got married very young when I was 24 years old. And I discovered within 24 hours that I had married in a psychologically abusive man. And I had to do something about it. I didn't know what at the time. And uh, it took me seven years almost to end the marriage and, and get a divorce decree. And in the meantime, I decided to go to law school because I, fa- I felt like I was at a dead end in my life mm. uh, at a very young age. And uh, I was not a divorce lawyer at the time, but I, I was in law school and I divorced in my last semester of law school. Uh-huh. And Following that, I did a. Uh, I worked for a judge in family court, mm. so I got the the family court experience right after my divorce, and then I moved on to other areas of practice. Mm. And uh, I just recently retired uh, about seven mm. years ago. I retired from my practice in litigation mm. because of of a of a health issue, and I opened my practice. I do collaborative divorce. And from there, being my own boss, the best boss I've ever had, I decided I am writing to my job description. And I I wrote my first book uh, three years ago, and now I published a second version of this book, which is a, a gender neutral to assist people who are confronting marital problems uh, or are going through the divorce process to help them in ways that I wish I had had access to when I was in that situation. Beautiful. So, and and isn't that often how we get inspired to do what we do is whatever we've experienced. Um, so, so how would you say the, la- how, or could you talk about how lack of awareness keeps us trapped in an unsatisfactory relationship? What do you mean when, you know, when we, when we talk about a lack of awareness, like I wasn't aware that this was going on in the relationship or that, that I married this kind of person. Um, and, and you refer to something called active awareness. And I wonder if you could talk more about that. Yes. As I was coming up with, with my book, I wanted to create some sort of framework that was useful for the readers, something that would be cohesive and give them a blueprint for how they they ended up in the relationship, gain the understanding, understand that trap, the traps that brought them in, keep them in the relationship so they could come from this experience with awareness so that they would not only not repeat the same toxic patterns of their prior relationships, but also create a blueprint for a happy life in the future. And by active awareness, I mean, 
we get into marriage with that really understanding in every area of our life, without really understanding the underlying thoughts and behavior patterns that get us there. Mm-hmm. And my starting point are the teachings of Anthony DeMello. Anthony DeMello was a psychotherapist and a priest. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a book entitled Awareness. And he says that most people are born asleep. Mm-hmm. They get married in their sleep. They have children mm-hmm. in their sleep. They die in their sleep and they never wake up. Mm. And and that you know it seems shocking at first glance, but on thinking about it, it, it really explains why we end up living lives that are unsatisfying. And when it comes to marriage, we are dominated by by messaging that we get from our society, like uh, for instance, from our parents, right. from our social institutions, the social conditioning from uh, the church, the media, uh, our teachers. We absorb right. all these messages and we mm-hmm. assume that's the way life is going to be. Mm. And then we we get the surprise that life is not exactly as planned. And we wonder why we are unhappy when we played by the rules and we did what we're supposed to. Right. And specifically when it comes to relationship, it's messaging like you're nothing without a partner. You need a partner to validate you. You need to be married to be socially acceptable. You have to marry somebody from a certain class or race Mm -hmm. to be acceptable, have the 2.3 kids in the house with a picket fence. And when that when that life script doesn't play out the way we expect it. That's when we end up having problems and unhappiness. And by unearthing those thoughts that we have and bringing some awareness to the picture, we can then start creating life from a a point of clarity. Mm, Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I love what you were saying about about this sort of sleepwalking through our lives um, and, and not even really being aware, not listening to ourselves. And you talk about that as well, about your internal GPS and um, and trusting your your intuition. How does intuition play into carrying on with your life? You're going on with your life. It's like, oh, okay, I'm this age. I should have this partner. I should have this job. At what point do you see the intuition really being of service? This might be Intu- a true question. <laughs> No, I think it's a great question. And and intuition is something that we are not trained to tap into. This is something that we have available to us at all times. Mm -hmm. And intuition has the, we all have inside of us the answer to all the questions that we may have and all the problems that we have, but we don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. So we need to understand that we do have that inner wisdom. It's accessible to us, but we we need to not only learn how to tap into it, but to trust it. Because the more you trust your intuition, the more accessible it will become to you. It will become like second nature. Mm -hmm. And the answers will come to you by just quieting down and and, uh, allowing allowing the answers to come to you. Yeah. And that's such a great point. And, and it seems so simple because we, I agree, we have intuition from the moment we're born, you know, when, when we intuit what we need, even though we don't have language to ask for it. Um, and, and then as we get older and we're taught, oh, we have to do that this way and that, you know, and follow these restrictions and, you know, these social or religious uh, requirements of us, it gets foggy. So, and this, this comes up a lot in my practice. So I wonder what you might have to say about it. What happens when people don't trust their intuition? Like maybe my inner voice is telling me the wrong thing. 
what's the difference between maybe just telling yourself what you want to hear versus, um, no, this is my true nature. This is my true voice. I think it's that social conditioning that teaches us to override the intuition. Mm-hmm. And and you might think in your soul that this is what's right for me, but then your parents tell you otherwise, or your friends tell you differently, mm-hmm. or you see on social media, or you see elsewhere that people are living a different truth. So you need to quiet down and listen to your own voice, find out what is your truth, and be authentic and honor it. It's it's the problem that we don't honor our truth. We don't honor our wishes because we think we are out there to live a script and to please others and live right. live life in the way that it's prescribed for us, whether or not it suits us. That's a great point. Yeah. And 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 I think that is the key that your intuition is the thing that feels better. You know, you're, you know, this is what, this is what you feel you're being pulled to do as opposed to what you're being told to do, you know, and it is difficult sometimes to go up against what society expects of you or what your parents or your friends think that you should do. So what advice might you give for someone who's in a position like that? Like my instinct is telling me I don't even want to get married or I I want to be with my partner, but I don't want a traditional marriage and, and everybody's pressuring me to get married and have kids. How do I deal with that? I think you need to step back. And quiet down and listen to your listen to your soul, listen to what it's telling you. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult with major decisions like getting married. But what I recommend is start with little things. Mm. Start listening to start listening to your voice and and take the action it leads you to in, in small areas and little decisions. And then you will come to understand that your 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 intuition is telling you the truth every step of the way and that will help you build that trust in your intuition so that you can move on to listen to it trust it and tap it more often and in, in increasingly important ways mm-hmm. i have an example that is is really uh powerful a friend of mine she she was moving to a new city and she wanted to live in a certain apartment complex. Uh, and she was offered an apartment that belonged to somebody important. And she was really excited to live there, but her intuition kept on saying, no, don't, don't move here. This is not a good place for you. But she, she dismissed that intuitive hit and moved in anyway. And on her first night there, she was raped at knife point. Oh my God. So that's a really powerful example of what happens when you override your intuition. Listen. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's not that dire if you don't listen and we get many chances to get it right. But that's a really powerful example. So you also talk about forgiveness being and, be, and kindness and in the book and, and um, letting go of past hurts. That's a big one for a lot of people, it's really hard to do that, To especially if you've been deeply wounded emotionally in a relationship. Um, what, what can people do to, to make that first step toward kindness and forgiveness? 
you need to recognize, first of all, that you need to let go. You need to identify those attachments and not only to just the past hurts, to everything that had to do with this relationship so that you can move on in freedom. For instance, we get attached to that script. We're supposed, we were supposed to be happy. My, my husband was supposed to provide for me. We were supposed to be um, living in this house. I'm supposed to be having this kind of lifestyle. There's there's all these different attachments that we have to what the relationship was supposed to be like, what it was supposed to bring. And we have that sense of loss because it didn't and that sense of disappointment. So you need to release that attachment to what you thought or expected it would be to the things that were hurtful and are keeping you attached to your spouse mm -hmm. because by not forgiving, you are continuing to be attached to this person and you're sending the energy you need to rebuild your life in the direction of your ex-spouse and into a relationship that is not viable anymore. Right. So it's important to realize I am being attached to the house, to the happily ever after, um, to the wrongs that were done to me. And when you say, wait a minute, this does not serve me, right. then you can say, I choose to let this go. I choose to learn the lessons that came with this experience. And I choose to bless it and bless my partner with love so that I can be liberated to start all over a life with all the wisdom that I have accumulated through this experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautifully said. And so, so do you think you were able to do that from your first toxic relationship, first toxic marriage? Were you able to release that partner in love? Yes. And uh, it's very funny because I started a brand new life as I ended my relationship. The timing was perfect. I went through the empowering process of going back to school mm -hmm. and starting a new career and a brand new set of friends and many of the people who know me from that second part of my life don't even know that I am divorced, that I was previously married. Wow. Because I don't talk about my ex-husband. It's like, you never mention it, but why, why do I need to be talking about him? Mm -hmm. That's over and done. Mm -hmm. I'm moving, I'm moving forward. Right. And I, that's what I really hope my, my readers can get out of my books and, and my programs so that they can also move in freedom and rebuild their lives because otherwise they will remain attached to their, their ex-spouses and their past lives without being able to rebuild the healthy. That's great. And, and, you know, it's really interesting too. I, I completely see that. It's like, you know, when you get, get stuck in the narrative, stuck in the storyline of your past, you're not able to move forward. Um, a lot of forgiveness, uh, do, do you think that it, forgiveness is really an internal thing, something that you do for yourself? You do it for yourself, not for the other person. I mean, it's liberating to the other person, especially if they're contrite and, and they want to be released from that burden. But it's more important for you because you are, you're hurting yourself. You are reliving every single hurt every time you think about it. Mm -hmm. And, and then you don't have a healthy base for your life because you are not free to start over. You are locked in. You're stuck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you're just on that hamster wheel. I talk about the hamster wheel a lot, <laughs> you know, and you're just doing the same thing over and over again and you're not moving forward. Yeah. Um, so if you wouldn't mind talking a little bit about what, besides the book, right, and, and now you're retired, how are you out there helping uh, and doing the thing that you love? 
Well, I like to do outreach to domestic violence organizations. I am a speaker and um, I, I do retreats and workshops where I teach people how to implement these kinds of, of teachings and ideals so that they can create their lives. My, my whole purpose is to give people the tools so that they can implement them on a regular basis, on a daily basis, and, and create lives they love that are, are full of purpose and joy. So I liked, I love doing interactive programs. I love to do workshops and retreats. Mm. Unfortunately, with COVID, all that live stuff had to be put on hold, but I'm really excited about starting this all over when, when the restrictions are lifted, because there's nothing more exciting and, and exhilarating than having a group of people together and feeding off each other's energies and encouraging each other and opening their minds in, in a setting that is safe and and illuminating and i just love doing that and i create i create a different series of retreats for people in different stages of their their relationships for people who are solving the divorce dilemma people who are trying to discern and gain some clarity what is that I want to do? Do I want to stay married or, or should I move on? Mm-hmm. And, and for, for writing a new story, I like uh, doing retreats for rewriting your story, identifying the narratives that held you back and giving you the freedom and the insight. So you can create a new narrative on your terms going forward and for the rest of your life, implementing it as a way of life, something that's so internal to you, mm-hmm. something that becomes second nature so that you can be free forever. Beautiful. I love it. And let's just hope you get to start those up again soon. Um, how can people reach you or learn about, you know, when, so. when these retreats start coming back? Right. So anyone who's interested can, can look at my, um, visit my website as, as the events get, get uh, published when we do know. I am hoping that for fall, we will be able to start again. Okay, good. And, and what is your website? Just, I'll, have a, I'll have it in our uh, program notes, but just so you can say it here. What's, what is your website? It's www.soniafrontera.com. So, soniafrontera.com. And uh, that's F-R-O-N-T-E-R-A. And it's S-O-N-I-A, right? Sonia with an I. With an I, right. So um, so wonderful. And, and like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to put the, uh, the links there. And I understand you have a, uh, a little treat for our listeners please do tell. <laughs> hey, well, I, I would be happy to provide copies of my latest book, Relationship Solutions, in ebook format to the first five listeners who reach out to me and ask for it. Okay. And so should they reach you at, via the website or is there an email address that you would like? They can reach me through the website or, or directly to my email address, which is sonia at soniafrontera.com. Beautiful. Thank you very much. What a lovely gift. So five lucky people who want to uh, receive a free ebook of Relationship Solutions can do so by contacting Sonia. And um, I, I really appreciate you being here today. This is a lovely conversation. It's made me uh, very hopeful. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> 